0: Hello and welcome to the Destiny Church podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Hey, I want to welcome you guys. I'm excited about today. If you have a Bible, um, grab that out and turn to um, Revelation chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 6. And I just want to encourage you. Um, I know a lot of us, we come to church And we say, I've got my Bible and it's on our phone. But man, there's just something about a Bible and smelling its pages and uh, flipping the pages. And there's something about it for a pastor even just to hear pages flipping. So can I just encourage you, in 2022, let's make bringing our Bible a priority. And, uh, you know, on a rare occasion, I'll sit down. If I'm sitting in the car waiting for something, I'll read my Bible on my phone. But man, I just love it in the paper. Something Tasha's done the last couple of years, um, started back with Mariah. She picks a Bible and our kids kind of get in high school and she reads that Bible until they graduate and then gives it to them with all of her, everything she's just kind of done. And I just think it's just something incredible and so, you know, it's just something about writing in your own Bible and having the pages and just um, what that means to you. So bring your Bible, bring a notebook, especially in this series, in this this theme that we have for the year. Um, if you don't have a Bible, you can find us on Version. Your notes are there, but I encourage you, take notes, pay attention, all right? Hey, and if today, if I, if I run out of breath or anything, I mean, seriously, it's like I've got this head stuff, and so, like, talking, I'm like, <sighs> you know, so... I'm just like out of breath. So anyway, so just, just uh, laugh at me, throw stuff at me, whatever you want to do. All right, hey, if you have your Bible, let's look at Matthew chapter 6 first, then we're going to look over at Revelation chapter 1. What I want to do is I want to give you a couple of key scriptures for our year. Um, I'm not going to do much with these scriptures that I'm going to read to you first other than just read them. But really what I want to do is I want to lay the groundwork, um, kind of the foundation and uh just kind of just set us up for what I believe God's gonna do um, this year, all right? you guys okay, if we kind of do that today it's going be it's gonna be different a little different message um, than I'm typically used to, but I promise you, I believe the Lord's in this all right let me just say it this way if I've ever believed in a in a theme and a series, I do I believe that I have um, literally kind of found. Um, what the Lord has been asking of us. And before we go any further, um, I want to do something today. Hi, Mariah and Cody. I wanted to say hi to them, because t- Mariah told me last night, she's like, Dad, I'll be watching you, because their church, they had like 12 inches of snow, and so they canceled. And she's like, I'm going to watch you. So everybody everybody, tell Mariah and Cody hi. Say hi, Mariah and Cody. All right. So they're in Virginia. Those of you are like, who's Mariah and Cody? It's my daughter and son-in-law. And uh, so now everybody here said hello to you. All right, let's read the Bible, Matthew chapter 6. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then look over at Revelation chapter 1, verse 4 through 6, Revelation chapter 1. To the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is, and who was, and who is to come. And from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and listen to this, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and listen, and made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. I want to tell you from the beginning of this message, God has made us to be kings and priests. This is the status that Jesus gives to those of us who have given him our yes. He has called us kings and priests. Those of us who have been forgiven, God called us kings and priests. And the truth is, when you think of this, this would have been enough for us just to, for Jesus just to cleanse us and give us an eternal home, right? But he calls us kings and priests. And If you look back at the beginning of time, this is more than Adam ever had. When you look in the God, when you look in, in Genesis and you look at the story of Adam and Eve, in the innocence of the garden, they were never called kings and priests, but we have been called that. God has called us kings and priests. And I know that probably the majority of us in this room don't feel like kings and priests, but I want to tell you today: we are royalty. Second Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 tells us we are a chosen people, royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And because of this, and I want you to hear me, and I want you to get this deep inside of you. I want to teach you. I want this to get inside of you. Because of who God made us, I want you to hear me today. We have privileged access to God himself. As sons and daughters of God, as priests and as kings, we have direct access to God, all right? Just an appetizer trying to set the tone for the year. What we have happening in today's messages is a couple things. Number one, I'm going to lay the the foundation for where we're going for our theme for the year, and I'm also going to kick off our first series of the year, They Tie Together, I want to just say this. If you were to ask the average person, what is the main message of Jesus? If you were to ask the average Christian, what is the central teaching of Jesus? You'd probably hear something about love. I mean, Jesus taught a lot about love, right? He said we should love each other, we should love our enemies. And the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the greatest. I mean, that's, he talks about love a lot, so it'd be very reasonable to think that the central message of Jesus was love. But love, while very important and essential to the teaching of Jesus, isn't the primary message of Jesus. I want you to think about something, okay? This is something, this is kind of a new thought for me. But if Jesus had been running around first century Judea telling people to love each other, and if that was his only message, telling people to love each other, I don't think he would have been crucified for that message. I mean, think about it. Neither the Romans nor the Jewish authorities would have been particularly bothered by a Jewish prophet just running around and telling people to love each other. Now, a few Jewish believers might have been upset because they had this whole eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth kind of thing, but I don't think they really would have been upset for somebody just teaching love others. The Romans, the obvious enemies of the Jews, they definitely would not have been upset with Jesus for preaching to love people and to turn the other cheek. I mean, they they probably would have put Jesus into protective custody if his only message was love. So, the fact that Jesus was crucified suggests that the core of his message had to be more contentious and more antagonistic than love. So, whatever Jesus was preaching and teaching angered the religious leaders. And it got hell all riled up. And in the end, it got him crucified, right? So what was it that Jesus was teaching that actually got him crucified? What was his central teaching and preaching? I think Mark chapter 1 begins to give us direction on what the central teaching of Jesus was. Let's look at it. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. And listen, and the kingdom of God is at hand. I believe the core teaching of Jesus in a nutshell is the kingdom of God is at hand. I believe the central teaching of Jesus is, is the kingdom of God. Yes, love is a major part of the kingdom. Just as serving is a major part of the kingdom and generosity is a major part of the kingdom, but the truth is, Jesus came to earth not to just preach about love, not to just preach about serving, not to just preach about generosity, not to just preach about heaven or hell. Jesus came to this earth, I believe, and I think I can back it up from scripture, for one reason primarily, and that was to set up a new kingdom, not an earthly kingdom, a heavenly kingdom. I think Jesus came to set up a heavenly kingdom that totally went against the grain of mankind and the kingdoms of this world. They didn't like it then, they don't like it now, and we see that it got him crucified. But what I see in the church today is we teach a lot about love. We teach a lot about serving. We teach a lot about generosity. We have some very good teachings, but we failed to teach about the kingdom of God. Honestly, I'm I'm 46 years old, and this is the very first time I've ever in my life taken, I've been preaching for 25 years now, this is the first time I've ever said I'm gonna take significant time to teach on the kingdom of God. And 46 years old, and even in my childhood, I didn't hear a whole lot of messages, if any, really on the kingdom of God. But while Jesus was on this earth, the focus of his teaching and his ministry was the kingdom of God. The phrases kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, and the word kingdom itself are mentioned in the gospel over 90 times. In fact, many of Jesus' parables refer to the kingdom of God. When you look at the book of Acts, you see kingdom manifestations happening all the time. In Luke chapter four, verse 43, Jesus, I believe, begins to define his purpose in light of the kingdom. Let's look at it, John, in Luke four forty-three. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also. But listen, for I was sent for this purpose, I was sent for this purpose. What was the purpose that Jesus was sent for? Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The kingdom. So in 2022 and beyond, if we're gonna understand the message of Jesus, not to mention the entirety of his ministry, including his death, his burial, and his resurrection, then we must wrestle with what the Bible says about the kingdom of God. If we want to understand who Jesus is and what he's about, we have to contemplate, wrestle, dig, understand the kingdom of God. And that is what we've got to do here at Destiny Church. And so our theme this year, you guys have seen it around. You've been seeing it since the first Sunday in January, but our theme is Kingdom Co. So Pastor Chad, what does Kingdom Co mean? Well, here's what it is. I believe God has called us to be a company. And when I say a company, I'm not referring to a business. Yes, Destiny Church is a business, just as every church, there is a business side of that. But when I say that we are a kingdom company, I want you to think in in military terms. We are a company. We are a squadron. We are a platoon. This is a war, and God has called us to be a part of this. And in 2022, our theme is Kingdom Co., and God has given, I want you to hear me, God has given Destiny Church the assignment of being a company of kingdom-minded people who are under the command of our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. Let me say it again. God has given Destiny Church the assignment in 2022 of being a company of kingdom-minded people who are under the command of no one other than Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In 2022, I want you to hear me, we must be about our Father's business. We must be about the kingdom Business. We have lost sight of that and we've been about our own business, our own order, our own agenda, but we must be about the kingdom business. We must be about the kingdom of God. Now, you see that word transform? We're not doing away with this whole idea of transformation. To me, that's the crux of Christianity. Jesus came to transform us. We want to continue to see transformation in your lives, in your homes, in your school, in this church in your business, in this city, in this area, but we want to add to this idea of transformation and we want to focus 2022, this whole year, on the teachings of our king and his kingdom. I want to talk to you about our king and his kingdom and very specifically, and I'm telling you, right now with what I feel in my heart, I have one primary message for you guys this year that's burning in my heart and very specifically i want to talk to you about i said, one primary things but they go two things together number one i want to talk to you about being kingdom driven families in your homes and in your daily lives and the second part of that is i want to teach you all of us about how to be a kingdom driven family of god i want to talk to you about your personal family and our church family that's really my idea for the year. And I believe, and I feel like I have a witness of this in my heart from God, but I believe when we do these two things, when we will become a king, when we will become kingdom-driven families in our homes, when we are about, you know, my home, the Blancet household. I'm not talking about the building, the structure where I pay my mortgage payment. I'm not talking about that, but what happens in our hearts, in my boys, in our family that's living there in the Blancet crew. When God becomes king of that family and when God becomes king of this church, here's what I want to tell you. I believe this is what the Lord's told me. When we can get a handle on these two things, kingdom families and kingdom family of God, I believe we are going to experience kingdom manifestations. I want you to hear me, I'll say it again. I believe if we can grab a hold of this and become kingdom families in our homes and a kingdom family of God, we're going to witness kingdom manifestations. What do you mean by kingdom manifestations, Pastor Chad? Well, the things that we saw happening as Jesus set up his kingdom in the New Testament: healings, salvation, blind eyes being opened, the deaf. Hearing, the lame, walking, marriages restored, people being saved, prodigals coming home. I believe we're going to experience, if we'll make the kingdom of God our primary focus and our primary mission, we're going to see kingdom manifestations. Gordon Fee, um, considered to be one of the um, wisest evangelical scholars of the New Testament. He was an Assembly of God lecturer and teacher he says, you, listen what he says. He says, you cannot know anything about Jesus, anything, if you miss the kingdom of God. He went on to say, you are a zero on Jesus if you don't understand this term. This is his, his words. He said, I'm sorry to say it that strongly, but this is the great failure of evangelical Christianity. Listen what he says here. We've had Jesus without the kingdom of God, and therefore we've literally done Jesus in. And I don't know about you, but I no longer want to have Jesus without the kingdom of God. So that's the theme for 2022, Kingdom Co. There's just a brief synopsis of it. We're going to dig more into it, but that's kind of our theme. Um, Your kingdom come, Matthew chapter 6, on earth as it is in heaven. All right? I want to pray over you, and then I want to um, kick into this week's, our new series that ties directly into this. All right? Can I pray over you? Father, let's pray. Father, I come before you and I ask you right now to speak to our hearts. I believe that you have something special behind this this theme and this series. And I ask you to minister to us today. Would you open our hearts and our minds and our eyes and our ears? Would you remove any just distractions in the room? And would you speak clearly through me and to us and give us all ears to hear and a heart to respond. In your name we pray everybody said, amen. All right, anybody awake? Everybody awake? Is everybody sleepy, all right? You act a little sleepy, all right? So we're kicking off a series today. You see the word here. The word is royals. Now. Before anyone gets too excited and thinks Pastor Chad is teaching about the Kansas City Royals, I just want to tell you, this is not a nod. Um, and some of my friends, diehard Royals fans, this is not a nod to you or to your team, all right? And just I wanted to be clear on that from the beginning, um, we are still diehard Cardinals fans, all right? But seriously, today, not only do I want to introduce you for our, to our theme for the year, but I want to dive into our first series. This series within our theme. Our theme is the kingdom of God. And this series is about building kingdom-driven families. Now, before anyone tunes me out and says, well, this series is not going to speak to me. I'm single. I don't have a family. I'm divorced. My kids are grown. I'm never going to get married. Don't want to get married. Uh, I'm in middle school. I'm in high school. You know, I don't have a family. Can I just tell you, this series is going to talk to every single one of us i believe that this series this theme is directly from god I, I honestly guys i believe if i've ever had the heart of the father for our church and for the body of christ i believe i have it i promise you every single person in this room everyone watching online if we will take this series to heart if you guys will apply these words and these promises that I'm coming to you from Scripture, I'm not making any of this up. Uh, if if, you, if we will apply what I'm bringing to your hearts and lives and apply it to your homes, I promise you, um, it will change your lives. It will change us. I started feeling a nudge to this theme in this series. Um, started. Let me. I, I started feeling an urgency. Um, a couple of months before COVID hit the United States, I started feeling this in February of 2020. I didn't know exactly what I was feeling. I just knew that the Lord was nudging my heart that we had been getting it wrong in the church. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't in February 2020, hear God say Kingdom Co. or Royals. I didn't, none of that. But I started feeling this nudge. In my heart, that we've been missing it, that something was off, that something was lost in the church. And I believe, though, that what the Lord's been revealing to me these last few weeks, last few months, as I've been studying and digging in, I believe the Lord wants you to hear me wants to restore something to us that has been lost. And when I say that I believe that God wants to restore something to us that has been lost, what I'm saying is, yes, I believe that God wants to restore something to the church, the body of Christ, but I want to say this. This series is very specifically about you and your homes. I believe that God wants to restore something that has been lost in your homes. I want you to hear me, and if you're a note taker, I want you to write this down. I believe that God wants to restore into your homes his lordship. I believe God wants to restore in your homes his lordship. And when I say lordship, what do I mean? That's, like, that's not a word we use a whole lot. Well, When I say that God wants to restore his lordship, what I'm saying is this. When we as believers give Jesus our yes, when we are forgiven, listen to me, I want you to hear me, we transfer allegiance from the kingdoms of this world to the kingdom of God. I think we failed to do that. We say yes to Jesus, and our mind on Jesus is something about eternity, but we continue living this earthly realm. Okay, I'm going to, I I'm literally just want to try to teach you today. These are things the Lord's been showing me. But when we say yes to Jesus, we have to transfer allegiance from the kingdoms of this world to the kingdom of God. Listen to me, we are no longer, we can no longer, when we say yes to Jesus, we can no longer pledge allegiance to self. When we say yes to Jesus, we can no longer pledge allegiance to others. When we say yes to Jesus, we can no longer pledge allegiance to money, to pride, to lust, to anger, to sin of any type. We, when we say yes to Jesus, we are pledging allegiance to him and we are saying, I'm going to make you Lord of my life and Lord of my home. I'm going to make you king of kings. Romans ten nineteen, a verse we use when leading someone to Lord, the Lord says this, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. We say that, we pray that, but we don't live that. We don't live Jesus as Lord of our lives and Jesus as Lord of our homes. And it's off. We're out of balance. I would say a big majority of us, what's happened is we have lost Jesus as Lord of our homes. We've never made him King of Kings. We've never made him... Lord of lords. And listen to me, when we lose sight... Sorry, can't help it. When we lose sight of Jesus in our homes... I want you to hear me. I'm going to say something that you might think as backwards, all right? But here's something the Lord's been showing me. So when we lose sight of Jesus in our homes, we lose sight of his lordship in our homes, what I'm getting ready to tell you is going to sound backwards... But from the beginning of this series, I want to tell you something. What's happening in your home? So when we lose sight of his lordship in our homes, what's happening in our homes? What's happening in our families? What's being taught? How we are leading our kids, how we are leading ourselves, how we are leading our, our, as a husband, how we are leading our spouse how we are leading our homes, how we are leading in relationships, raising up people around us, how we are discipling, how we are mentoring in our families. Listen to me, this is going to sound backwards. What's happening in the home is more important than what's happening in the church. Hello? And yes, that's not how we've acted the last few decades. We've put all the onus upon the church. It's the church's responsibility to raise my kids, to pour spiritual things inside my kids. It's the church's responsibility to infuse God in me. It's the church's responsibility to teach me to read the word. It's the church's responsibility to direct me, to feed me, to pour into me. And yes, the church is essential. The church is crucial, and I love what Psalm 73, a new verse I came across. I mean, I've read this verse before, but this week it just jumped out at me. Psalm 73, 16 and 17. This is the psalmist Asaph speaking here. He said, when I tried to understand it all, I just couldn't. It was too puzzling. What's happening is something's going on in his life, in his home. Too much of a riddle to me. But listen, but then one day I was brought into the sanctuary of God, the church. And in the light of that, my distorted perspective vanished. So I want you to hear me. When I'm saying what's happening in your home is more important than church, I'm not saying the church is not essential. Asaph here, the prophet, the psalmist, he was wrestling with something, trying to figure it out in his home. He went to church. His eyes were opened. So I believe we need to have the church. We need the body of Christ. He gained understanding there, so I believe the church is crucial But if all we have for our spiritual training, for our spiritual foundation, for our nutrition is what the church is giving us on Sunday or our teenagers on Wednesday, or if all we're getting is what we hear in the life group on a Tuesday night, listen to me, we're going to be weak. And that's what we've discovered the church is weak. This was revealed to us during COVID. The church was weak. Church was stripped out from underneath us. And now the average church, it's affected Destiny Church as well. But the average church in America is down 50% in attendance since the beginning of COVID why because some of us stopped going to church so that was our only connection to god and that was the only time we were getting fed and we were hanging on to our relationship with the lord because of a sunday morning church service and now when we don't have that it's ripped away from us and many of us put all of our priorities and everything else and now we're weak is this okay what i'm saying to you today but so what I believe Jesus is saying to us is I don't believe that we're at the end of time when the government and stuff is going to try to rip the church out from you. I'm just telling you, we have, we have it real easy here in America for the most part. But I'm telling you, I believe in my heart there's coming a day when we're not going to be able to freely do what we're doing right now. And I want to know what's your faith going to be like when you can't go to church. Well, I'll tell you, if you'll make Jesus Lord of your home and Lord of your life, if you'll make him King of kings and Lord of lords, listen to me, it's not about church, it's about a personal relationship with Jesus. Are we getting this? So so I believe Jesus wants to restore his lordship in the church and in the home. Because I believe what happens in your home directly impacts what's happening in the church. Let me say it this way. I want you to write this down. I believe your family, your home, is fundamental to what God wants to do in the world today. Let me say it again. I believe your family, your home, is fundamental to what God wants to do in the world today. So I know today's message is different. I'm not, I'm not going to like lay out a bunch of practical steps today on how to be a kingdom-driven family. We will. We're going to look at that. Um, we're going to look at several different things. We have an incredible, incredible series laid out for you. But I want to ask you guys, I don't, I don't typically come to you and say this, but can you, for the next few weeks, those watching online today because of sickness or weather or whatever, Can we make the next? We're going to walk through this series the rest of January and all of February. Can we make this series important? Can we prioritize this series as a church? You say, well, I have to work next Sunday. Can you make it a priority to watch the service? So I can't watch it at nine. Guess what? It's on all week. Can we make this series priority? Can we put this series in our hearts? And can we have open hearts and open minds to what God is saying? And if God convicts you and stirs you about your family, will you be open to that? because I believe in this series. If I've ever believed in one, if I've ever believed in something I've taught that could revolutionize our church and the body of Christ, this is it. So I'm asking you to help me and let's make this series a priority, all right? So what I wanna do for the last few minutes we have together um, today is I wanna just give you one of our key scriptures. I've I've laid out a couple, but I wanna give you one of our key scriptures for the year, um, but also for this series. And I want every single one of you to listen to these verses. Um, I've, I've never preached on these verses, ever. Um, we've mentioned it a few times over the last few months. But I believe these verses are something that God's speaking to you as individuals, as families, as children, as parents, as a single person, as a married person, as a divorced person. I believe God's speaking these these verses to the church, the body of Christ, to us in our homes. These verses are known as the Aaronic Blessing. These are the verses spoken from Aaron and his sons over the children of Israel in their homes in Numbers chapter 6, verse 23 through 27. These verses are are incredible verses, and the Lord just recently has just really been kind of speaking to my heart on these verses. These verses, actually, I want you to hear me. These verses are incredible verses to pray over your family every day. I have started praying these verses over my sons and over my wife and over my daughter. I pray it when I put my boys to bed. I pray it when I drop them off at school. I pray it through the day. I've been praying these verses for my family. I've been praying it over Mariah and Cody. I've been praying it over Tasha and I. I'm praying these verses in my private time, um, out loud over them every night. And I uh, started praying this. And Lord, how and, and within praying these prayers, I've been, Lord, give my boys dreams and give them visions and give them words. And the other night, Tasha and I were praying. Uh, and I prayed over Malak. I went to bed and we're laying there and Malak comes in and he's like, the Lord spoke something to me. And he comes in and he tells us this word that the Lord spoke over him. And uh, he said, "I, I need to pray for these people. And so right there in our bedroom, he started praying. And I'm believing as we pray these types of things over our kids, God's going to begin to birth things in our kids. If you pray these over your spouse, pray them over your extended family, I believe God's going to do things. You say you have a prodigal son or daughter that's running from God, pray these over them, even when they're not at home. You don't have to literally, the word of God goes, can go beyond walls, can go miles, it doesn't have to. They didn't hear it. It doesn't have to. The word of God does not return void. All right, so these are incredible verses. So let's look at it. Verse 23, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. Listen to this. May the Lord bless you and protect you. Mm. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his son bless the people of Israel, my home, listen to this, I myself will bless them. The Lord says, when you pray this blessing over your home, listen, you don't have to, you can be single and living in your home alone. And when you pray this prayer over you, over your house, the Lord says, I myself will bless it. I love these verses, but I want to focus in for today's teaching, the last few minutes, verse 26, the very last word, and it's the word peace. And if I have something that I'm praying over your homes in 2022, it's peace. The word peace, I told you I believe the Lord wants to restore his lordship in your homes. Well, something else I believe the Lord wants to restore is peace. I believe as we restore his lordship, he will restore peace. The word um, peace in Hebrew is the word shalom. Shalom. And the word shalom means, to- means total and abundant well-being. The word shalom means wholeness, complete, lacking nothing. Listen to this, and nothing lost. It actually means, listen to this, in the actual Hebrew, that word shalom, that word peace means, I want you to hear me, the way things are actually supposed to be. So let's listen to that verse again with that in mind. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor. And then at the end it says, give you his peace. But let's say it this way. May the Lord make things as they are supposed to be in your home, in your life, in your family. Let me ask you, how many of you would like to have peace in your homes? Shalom, wholeness, nothing lost, nothing missing. Yeah, we want that in our home. The, every year, Tosh and I sit down and talk with our boys, and at de- the end of December, we started asking our boys, what are they wanting to see? Uh, this is something we've done for years when Mariah was in the house. and The boys, we just kind of, we, we talk spiritual things. You know, what are they seeing? What are they wanting? And Makai, our 17-year-old son, said, I want less stress in 2022. And what he said is, I want peace. Less stress means peace. And I'll tell you, that's my heart for this series, that you would find peace for yourself and peace for your family and peace for your home. But more than that, can I tell you, that's God's heart for you. Not just for this series, but God's heart for you is peace. That you would find peace in your home, that you would find shalom, that you would find wholeness. Listen to me, kingdom-driven families are marked by peace. Write that down. Kingdom-driven families are marked by peace. And I don't don't know about you, but that excites me. Let me just pause right here and say this. I'm trying to encourage you, but also, let me just kind of just, can we cut some stuff here just a minute? Mom and dad, very specifically, I want you to hear me, but teenagers, kids, but every single person, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear what I'm getting ready to say. Because we have neglected our spiritual responsibilities concerning the Lordship, but we've neglected our spiritual responsibilities concerning our kids, concerning our homes, concerning our daily lives, there is chaos in the kingdom of God. Let me say this again. You see it on the screen, but because we've neglected our responsibilities, our spiritual responsibilities, I can say it this way because we have lost His Lordship in our homes, because He is not King of Kings and Lord of Lords in our homes, there is chaos. Thank you so in much for homes. joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give have a to lack this ministry. It's because of you it doesn't that this ministry is a real possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit you. Christian as Christians, to we should have peace in our homes, we love and our you and homes have are no better week. than the world. Our homes are just as chaotic and just as messed up. I was talking with someone this week about our schools, a, a a pretty high person in our schools, and I had lunch with them. And I said, what do you think the number one issue is in our public school system in Republic, Missouri? Just Republic. He said, mental health. Teachers and kids. Chaos. Chaos. If you... Uh, Write this down, if you wanna find peace in your homes in 2022, make Jesus Lord of your home. Make him Lord of your home. Put him back in his rightful place of king of kings and Lord of lords. Quit making the sights and sounds and smells of this world king of your home. Make Jesus king of your home. Quit living with this earthly kingdom in mind and start living for an eternal kingdom. Quit making your careers, entertainment, social media, your social lives and your social status Lord of your lives and Lord of your homes and restore order. Restore Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Restore Jesus as ruler of your house and watch your house be flooded with peace because this is God's heart for your home. God's intention for your home is peace. God wants you to restore his lordship so he can restore peace. That's it. Let me close with this. For us to experience shalom in our homes, hear me, we must understand. I want you to hear this. We don't teach this a lot, but his kingdom functions according to his rules and his authority, not yours. And in case you're wondering, hear me, I'm just... These are things the Lord's been driving into my heart. There are no two in between kingdoms. You have the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. That's it. No in between. You're either pro Jesus or pro Satan. That's it. No in between. You're subject to one or the other. You choose. You're subject to one or the other. You choose. Let me say it again. You're subject to one or the other, the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. It's your choice. You choose. What is it? You choose. God, the kingdoms or the kingdoms of this world. It's your choice. Let me say this. Orient yourself, direct yourself to the kingdom of God. Restore his lordship and you will discover peace. Or continue orienting yourself to the kingdoms of this world, directing yourself to the kingdoms of this world, ignore his lordship, and continue to live with chaos and strife. The choice is yours. It's for me and my house. Like Joshua said in Joshua 24, we will serve the Lord. We're choosing the kingdoms of God, not the kingdoms of this world. And Joshua, the church He just gave them that challenge. He said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. You guys choose. And they all said, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And listen what he says in verse 23. This is my challenge as we close today. Then get rid of your foreign gods that are among you and turn your hearts back to God. Get rid of the foreign gods and turn your heart back to God. Because for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I just come before you, and I ask in these next few moments that you would be in this room. That you would speak to us. with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this room and you don't know Jesus as Lord of your life, you haven't made him King of Kings, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. So if you have sin in your heart and sin in your life and you're not right with Jesus today, I don't care if you're young or old or wherever you might be. If you're watching online and you don't know who Jesus is, I want to pray over you today. So I want you all to say this prayer with me, everybody in this room. This is a personal moment with you and Jesus. This is a personal moment in your home. If you don't know Jesus, repeat this prayer and mean it. But we all pray together here at Destiny Church. But if you don't know it, this is your chance to make it right with Jesus. Everybody say, Dear Jesus, I ask you today to forgive me of my sins. Because I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I have messed up, and I need you. So would you become Lord of my life so I could be a part of your kingdom? And I choose this day to serve you with all of my heart and become subject to the rules of your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen you said that prayer in your minute, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. (laughs) But here's what I want to do. We're going to close with that song. There is a cloud because I don't know about you, but man, that just kind of resonated in my heart. I believe God is getting ready to send a flood, not a flood. Like we, we, when you think of that in biblical terms, you think of Noah, I'm not talking a flood of destruction yet. I think there might be things like that but I think a flood of his presence. I think we're getting ready to see it. But what I want us to do as we close today is I want you to get in family groups. If your family's across the room, I want you to find them. If your family's not in the room, if you're here single today or in your home, if you're watching online, sit with your family. But I want everybody to stand with me and I want you to get in groups as a family. And I want us to pray as families. I know some of you, your kids are back there, but what I want us to do is we're singing this song. If you want, grab your Bible and turn to Numbers chapter six, verse 23 through 27 and pray. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he give you favor and may he give you peace, make things as they're supposed to be. But I want you to pray over your families and I want you just to take a moment and worship. But here's what I want you to do. Here's really what I want you to do. If dad, if you're here, Um, I want you to do this. Um, If dad is not in the room and it's just you, mom, and you're you're leading your family spiritually, you can take that place. But one of the things I want us to do this year is restore the order of the priest of the home. Somebody needs to lead the home spiritually, okay? Dad, if you're here, that should be you, according to scripture. But dad, if he's not here or if he's not yet saved, we're gonna pray that in 2022, he encounters and finds Jesus. But if he's not, mom, then you take that place and you lead your family spiritually. What I'm asking you to do right now is I want you to look at your family and you can pray number six, but I want you to say to your family, dad, if you're in the room, I want you to look at them and say, we as a family, we choose Jesus and we're gonna restore his lordship in our homes and we're gonna make him king of kings, okay? You can say that in the, however you wanna say that, but I want you to make a declaration to your family today that Jesus, we're restoring order And we're putting you in your rightful place. And kids, I want you to hold mom and dad accountable to it. Okay? Wife, I want you to hold your husband accountable to it. Let's do this. Let's sing this song. Um, Anthony will be back in just a moment to close us out today. But let's, man, let's make this series priority. I believe God's going to do something special, all right? Let's make him king of kings and lord of lords.